Hello, how's it going? I often get questions from people other than the client about sending somebody for therapy effectively. A spouse, a family member will ring up with the best of intentions and I always ask, well, how come they're not calling me? Why are you calling on their behalf? And it seems that usually it's because that person doesn't want to come along and see a therapist, so somebody's phoning on their behalf. So it got me thinking, as I have done for many years now, about why people don't want to come forward for therapy. And I made this short uh, video clip about it, which is on my YouTube channel. Well, I had the question again the other day, so here it is again. I've put it into the podcast this time because it's a bit more convenient and not everybody can use YouTube or particularly the sort of demographic that I work with. People aren't always very comfortable going onto the net and looking things up. So here it is for your edification. I hope you find it interesting. Hello. Now, I've been a therapist for some 30 years now, and uh, I'm always staggered at the reasons people give for not seeking counselling or therapy when they could benefit from it. The ideas that get in the way of people seeking help seem to me uh, tragic, I would say. It's not too extreme a, a word to use, because let's think about this for a moment. How many people do you know who could probably benefit from therapy. Now, leaving the jokes aside for a moment, I'm talking about people who struggle with things like anxiety, depression, perhaps they're grieving, all sorts of normal crossroads points that we reach in our life. Maybe they've been made redundant. Maybe they've had a relationship breakup of some other sort. Whatever it happens to be, there are times when we get stuck. Now, for the most part, we're pretty resilient and we can sort out our own problems. But there are situations, and they're far more common than people like to admit, and I'll get to that in a minute, or like to accept, should I say, is perhaps a better way of saying it. There are many, many things that do hold us up in our progress through life and where if we were just free of them, we might get on a lot better and we could certainly be happier. And given that happiness is such a uh, a quest that so many people are on these days, it seems surprising to me that people are so slow to seek help when it could benefit them. So where do these taboo ideas, these obstacles come from? Well, I think there are three main sources. One is the myths surrounding what therapy and counselling are all about. Another is general misunderstandings in our society about therapy. And the third is the associations that I might make if I'm seeking therapy. So let's take a look at some of these myths. Being in therapy takes months. Well, it doesn't. I'm a brief therapist. There are many others like me. I see people for anything between one and five sessions. And by the way, probably 30, 40% of my clients, it's one session only that is sufficient for them. It's all about your childhood. Well, it isn't. I suppose you could say we've all started out as children and that may be relevant sometimes, but therapy is not necessarily about your childhood. It's about the problems you want to tackle and how you want to live your life today and in the future. And a third myth, if you like, is for it's for, it's for mentally ill people or weak people, and of course there's no link between the two. It's for people who aren't managing their lives well, and that 
could not be further from the truth. I know so many people who've been through therapy or who are in therapy simply because they want to be better at something or they want to improve something. So take, for example, somebody I was speaking to a few months ago. He had just come out of a relationship. It took him very much by surprise that his marriage broke up. And he said to me, well, I want to make sure I don't make the same mistakes again. So that was about personal growth and development and a very uh, magnanimous and sensible attitude to take, I might add. What about the misunderstandings surrounding therapy? Well, they are just as many as the myths. I can sort my own problems out. Well, you can't, can you? Because if you could, you wouldn't be watching this video. You wouldn't be thinking about therapy. We all get points in life, crossroads points, I call them. We all have moments in our lives when we can do with a little mid-course correction. We can all bounce ideas off somebody else. But we don't need to do it on a, with our family members and with friends because that doesn't work in that way. We want somebody who's an expert in the tools, tips, tricks of the trade, call it what you will, who knows something about human psychology, human behavior, possibly who's been there before, but they don't need to have experienced the same thing if they're a, a properly qualified therapist. We need somebody to work with. And the biggest idea of all is that when we are talking, we think differently and we get access to ideas that we otherwise wouldn't be able to access. So there's something very special about creating an environment in a therapy session, for example, choosing to go there and engaging in a conversation about yourself. And most people like talking about themselves, don't they? So that should be pretty appealing to most of us. Another misunderstanding is, I don't need advice. Well, therapists don't really give you advice. That is not the purpose of therapy. Therapy simply means healing. So it's about change and growth and possibly repair if you've gone through a trauma or some bad stuff. But it's by no means about being told what to do or being given advice. Another popular misunderstanding is, I can't afford it. I can't tell you how often I hear this. And by the way, I hear it from people out there. I'm not talking about clients and other people who consult me. First of all, there are many counselling services that are free or very low cost. We have a local one here that's anything between £2 and £30 a session, depending on what you can afford. Now, that's pretty fair, isn't it? Another question about cost is that Really, even if it is, even if you're engaging with a therapist who is going to charge you 50, 60, even 70 pounds a session, isn't it worth it to sort out something that's really spoiling your quality of life? I was speaking to a woman recently who suffered with anxiety to a point where she can't go on holidays, she can't leave the house very easily, but she's been suffering like this poor woman for 30 years. Now, isn't it worth a few bob to sort that out? Because anxiety responds very, very well to talk therapy, as does depression, by the way. And finally, what I call associations. These associations are really about things that I associate with myself. It doesn't suit my image to be going into therapy, for example. I should be able to do this myself. I shouldn't need help. 
I'm not sick. And I've already touched on the fact that therapy isn't only about dysfunction or mental illness or therapy is for losers. I'm somehow weak or inadequate. If I, if I can't go along, I wouldn't want my friends to know, or there's an element of shame about the condition that you want to tackle. Now, all of these are understandable, of course, but therapy is completely confidential. Nobody else need know, but also how important are you to you to actually get this, whatever it is that's troubling you, sorted out. And some people use therapists fairly regularly, but for most people, I would guess it's once in a lifetime and it makes a huge difference. And by the way, if you want to know uh, what the benefits of therapy are, then speak to somebody who's had an agreeable therapy experience. There's nothing like it. I've known a large number of people and I still meet them who say to me, well, I would never have gone to therapy, but I'm glad I did. So-and-so pushed me into it, or my wife, stroke, husband, whatever it happens to be, forced me to go, but boy, did it help me. Therapy is about healing and growth. It's not about dysfunction. It's not about being faulty. It's not about even needing help. We go to a therapist because when we speak to a therapist, our minds work differently. We engage with somebody else around something that's troubling us or that we want to improve. It increases self-awareness and understanding, self-understanding. That's always beneficial. And as I say, for most people, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And in short, it helps you be better at being you. So I hope that's given you a few ideas, a bit of food for thought. And you can always look at my website to find out more about this topic I've been talking about. So over to you. Goodbye. About this topic I've been talking about. So over to you. Goodbye.